Hello and welcome to the Positive Choices Podcast, where we give you brain-based strategies to help children make positive choices, solve social problems, regulate strong feelings, and thrive. I'm Lindsay Keeley, a social and emotional learning specialist and your host. In today's episode of the Positive Choices Podcast, I'm joined with my husband, Thomas Keeley, as we describe how you can apply the three C's of connecting, calming, and collaborating in adult relationships. We talk more specifically about how these concepts have changed the way that we interact with one another, therein by strengthening our relationship. Let's get started. Thanks so much for joining us today, whether you are driving in your car, out on a jog, or doing some kind of chores around the house. I know I listen to podcasts when I'm doing chores. It makes it a little more bearable, but thank you for joining us no matter what you're doing. And I am joined today here with my amazing co-host, Thomas Keeley. Hi, so happy to be here. Before we get started on the content of today's episode, we are going to begin with a listener celebration. And this is an opportunity for us to share what someone in the Positive Choices community is experiencing as they either listen to our podcast episodes, watch our YouTube videos, or use the curriculum. And today's listener celebration comes from a teacher. And she wrote to us, In the past, I've used other classroom management programs, but kids start to do things just to please the teacher, and that's not how you want people to make choices. Now you can say, this is a problem because it's not kind, and then they're actually finding solutions to their problems. If positive choices were more widespread, we'd have a common language, and it's realistic of the people we want to create, people who can solve problems. Thank you so much to this teacher. And if you want to write a review or rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, we would love it. You can also send us a message um, at Positive Choices on Instagram. You can send us an email at info at positivechoices.com as well. We would love to hear from you. And if you have any questions, those help us as we plan out the content for future episodes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the three C's, that is connect, calm, and collaborate, and how we apply that in our marriage. Thomas, take it away. All right. Well, as you've talked about in previous podcasts, connect, calm, collaborate is is in that order on purpose. You don't just grab a C and run with it. You know, exactly. start, start at the first one, go to the second one, go to the third one. It's in sequence for a reason. See, neuroscientists have found in studying all of this that the brain's really only ready to problem solve once it feels grounded and once all those neurochemicals like adrenaline and cortisol aren't kind of blinding the process. Exactly. And we actually have, I'm looking at it now on the desk, something called a glitter brain frame. And this is, it's like one of those picture frames that has the liquid and the glitter in it. And we've actually put an image of the brain. And Mm -hmm. so we show this with kids and we actually, Thomas and I refer to it, we say something like, does your brain feel mixed up or do you need to let your glitter settle? (laughs) I need to let my glitter settle. (laughs) And, uh, And what it means is that when you feel really upset, it can feel like your brain feels mixed up. And all those chemicals or in this image that's the glitter, it's kind of skewing your view. It's making it hard for you to focus on the task at hand. In fact, it can make us less kind to one another. If we feel limbic or triggered, Mm -hmm. we're not always being our best selves. And so as you were saying, Thomas, the interpersonal neurobiology points to having a calm, integrated and connected brain is going to have a very productive Result, you're going to have a much better problem-solving conversation if those ingredients are present. So those ingredients weren't quite there our first year of marriage. As wonderful as it was, uh, I think we jumped into marriage and just resolved conflicts the only way that most people probably do is just by winging it. 
Yeah, just go with what you know. And I mean, always maintaining a level of respect with one another. Sure. We we just did the best we could. And But once we found this framework of, oh, the other person needs to feel felt, as Dr. Dan Siegel says. I need to make sure the other person knows, or Thomas knows, that I understand what he's feeling. Like, I can tell that this situation is upsetting to you, and I get it. I mean, even that, that one sentence can totally de-escalate a conversation. For sure. And I think understanding the three C's and the sequence in which they are helped us to like take inventory anytime there is any type of conflict where, yes. you know, uh, maybe I'd want to collaborate right away. You know, you tell me something and I'm like, cool, let's solve it. Bam. Here's like five answers to your problem. You're welcome. And <laughs> yes. uh, you're like, I just wanted you to hear me. But we've certainly got better about uh, finding out which C we're in and the C that the other person's in, you know, like. Maybe I am uh, feeling connected and calm and ready to collaborate, but you're uh, not quite there yet, you know, or or vice versa. So being able to even use the vernacular there, hey, are you ready to collaborate right now? Do you feel calm and uh, do you feel connected? And when one of us asks the other that, you know, in a in a polite way, it's usually met with a pretty quick. Uh, inventory check and like, oh, you know what? Actually, I think I do need to take a little walk around the block. Yes. Having, I think having some little tools in your toolbox for when you feel dysregulated. So what can you do to feel calm? So if you have like in the curriculum, we call it healthy choices where kids know, you know, being able to exercise, eat healthy food, create, take a rain break. These are all examples of healthy choices they can make, not mm-hmm. only to have healthy lifestyle habits, but also to have things to do when they feel dysregulated, what's going to help them feel happy, healthy, and calm again. So for me, some things that help me when I'm in that second C, I need to feel calm, would be, like you mentioned, taking a little walk, eating a healthy snack. Sometimes I call my mom, mom, if you're listening to this episode, I love you. Sometimes I call your mom too. <laughs> to regulate. <laughs> I didn't know you called my I'm mom. just joking. We love you, Melinda. <laughs> we love you, Melinda. That's funny. <laughs> but being able to know yourself, what it is that you need, and in doing so, you're going to be able to be a better problem solver. In the Positive Choices curriculum, we talk about two things. We talk about practice and then game day mm-hmm. as it pertains to teaching kids skills. So we want to practice these problem-solving techniques when everyone's calm and control, feeling good. And that way, when there is an issue with among siblings or among kids in the classroom, they already have the skills in place. Okay, it's game day. They know what to do. So likewise, one way that you can practice the Connect, Calm, Collaborate framework is to look for it either in your interactions with others or even as you're watching TV and binging your favorite show on your favorite streaming platform. <laughs> It may or may not ruin everything you watch. <laughs> Definitely. Now you're analyzing everyone and, man, if they could just communicate a little more, you know, if they could just calm down before they talk, this problem wouldn't be there. <laughs> yes, yes, we found that. And we've we've actually started thinking about this. What was it, last week? Yeah, it must have been. We were watching recently. one of our favorite shows. I would say it's my favorite show. Thomas is extremely kind and watches it with me, although I think you like it. I secretly like it, but I'll never admit to it. <laughs> and this show is <laughs> Heartland. And it's if you haven't watched it, you should pause this podcast and watch that instead. But it's about ranch life, and it has the dynamics of these different characters that you learn to love. And what Thomas and I have been doing is we're finding, like you mentioned before, 
wow, if this character, like the main character is Amy, if Amy had just been able to communicate her needs that she's like not ready to dive into a new relationship, then it would have been much better. The outcome would have been so much better. So you find yourself doing these things. It's so frustrating though, just knowing like, oh my gosh, like if Ty would have just taken more time to reflect inwards before he said X, Y, or Z. Yes. It's just, you know, it's... It's good It's good it, practice. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it wouldn't be a show. There wouldn't be drama if there wasn't conflict. And if everybody's using the three season that show, there'd be like one episode. It'd, it'd be, be more over. like a Hallmark film. Yeah. Where everything's more, awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the classic misunderstanding and then it ends. Right. And then they're like the princess of some country somewhere <laughs> genovia yeah. yeah exactly so we actually in the one of our recent episodes we watched one of the characters who was like a new character it was the fiance of a bride who was going to be in in one of the episodes we went to we'll try not to do any spoilers but anyway he was amazing he like stood out among the other characters so the the bridezilla as she self-proclaimed uh was really upset over the details of this wedding that was going to be taking place in the episode and he was just like I can tell that's upsetting to you. I see where you're coming from. So he wasn't saying, okay, we're going to grant every one of your kind of illogical wishes, like having 300 people or, you know, a bunch of people at this small ranch. But he was just letting her know that I I see this is upsetting to you and I get it. And this lady was like off the deep end hysterical too. Like all the things she was saying were totally not realistic and she was not in her right mind whatsoever. And so for him to be grounded enough to say, Hey, I hear you. And then not like, uh, he didn't affirm necessarily everything she was saying. Like, you're right. We should just invite 5,000 people to our wedding and have (laughs) filet mignon for them all. You know, uh, it's like, I hear you, but he also didn't argue and say, but you're wrong. And this is why bam, 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 you know, not the time for collaboration. So he just, he just connected and walked away, connect, walk away. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's that is so important and as you were mentioning before that's almost like when you're dealing with a child and they're like i want to hold that sharp knife in the kitchen right like they really want something and as the adult you know oh i i know that you want this thing but i'm not going to give it to you right because it's mm-hmm. not going to be helpful for you or like the a child who's saying i want this toy at target i love target i always re- reference it there i, I was really going to try to not mention target in this episode I you went almost made it to 10 minutes oh, and 45 seconds. It's all right. I just uh, made 10 bucks. <laughs> so child's in the grocery store really wants a toy. It's really good practice for us to be able to do the connecting and calming without always giving them everything they want. It's actually building resiliency. It's helping them have that emotional regulation and know it's okay to feel these things. And someone's there to feel them, to under to feel felt rather, to understand where they're coming from, but then also provide those those nice boundaries there, having those relational boundaries. So I can tell you're upset. I know you really want that toy. That's not something we're going to get today. It's okay to be upset about that. Yeah. And, and uh, in that show too, uh, you know, so we talked about the guy connected and walked away. It wasn't like a drop mic and walk away and ditcher type thing, too, I should say. They mutually like, okay, cool. And then they went off to calm. And yes. so uh, we didn't see her in the episode for a little while, but she was getting calm in that amount of time. And then at the end, they collaborated. So we're like, bam, three C's. We were highly impressed. Like we mentioned in our previous episode, it is so powerful when you're in a situation where someone is triggered and feeling really upset, when you can pause, take a deep breath, 
and then respond to the person rather than reacting to their behavior. And in doing so, you're choosing to value your relationship. You're choosing to strengthen your connection with that person over being right. Yeah. Now, I remember when we were watching that part of the show, I was like, you know, thinking he was going to respond in a way that was just as limbic as hers. And, you know, the viewers probably have been like, well, that's probably justified, you know, but the fact that we just saw this guy stop and like be centered and grounded, I was like, dang, like that's self-control right there. Like no one on the show has modeled that in two seasons. <laughs> you know, everyone is so bad at communicating on the show and that guy just like nailed it. Um, so I'm glad they were able to have resolution in the end there. Yes. And I'm glad that you watched this show with me. That's okay. For every show of Heartland I watch with you, you'll watch an episode of a zombie apocalypse show of my choosing in one year from now. I've agreed to these terms. (laughs) (laughs) Just as we enjoy watching movies or shows and having this commentary based on what we know about interpersonal neurobiology or, you know, best practice and strengthening relationships, we have built this into the curriculum. And we do this, especially for the younger learners, with something that we call social stories. And we even have social story stick puppets, which are these characters in which children would act out different problem-solving situations, then they can pause and decide how they would want to respond. So the main characters are Bear, Pug, Mouse. We have a new character named Fox. And what a parent could do or what a teacher could do is say, okay, one day Bear was really upset because Mouse took his place in line when they're on their way to lunch. And so um, it's amazing. Even even older kids, I do coaching in elementary schools. I've even done this with some fourth graders. And they like, some of them think they're too cool for school, but then they're actually like, wait, what did Mouse do next? (laughs) They're actually- (laughs) Who cares, but what they do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So- We do this in a way, and what it allows a child to do is it allows them to step back. They're not, they don't have that space for shame, right? Instead of saying, listen, you need to sit down. We're going to talk about the ways in which you're not being kind to me, or let's go over all the ways you're not being kind to your sibling. Rather, it's, oh, in this situation, I wonder how Bear could have been kinder to Mouse. Or with older kids, if you're watching a show, I wonder how that person how that behavior made the other person feel. So you're kind of, you're stepping back, you're making Bear the scapegoat or the bridezilla from the show you're watching, she's the scapegoat. Um, And it's providing a context for a child to be able to understand the dynamics of a social problem and talk about it. Now, the practicing, talking about social stories, analyzing what's happening in the world around you, those are very helpful, but I wanna make sure I articulate that it is important to also address problems for what they are. And when there is an issue to be able to say, hey, let's talk about this one thing and to address it, that is a very valuable skill. It's a very valuable thing to do in relationships. So Mm, definitely- a uh, valuable skill that no one on Heartland has. (laughs) Precisely. As an aside, one of the reasons why we have Positive Choices structured as a children's book is because- It's a narrative in which children are learning new information, and it's within the context of a story with characters that they really love. And this, we got this idea from the researcher, Dr. Bruce Perry, and he talks about the power of having stories, narratives with characters that you can connect with, and then having information delivered within that context. So you have fact, 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 and then you wrap that up in a story. He refers to that method as the bob and weave. 
Fun fact, the bobbin weave is also the dance that male penguins use to uh, woo the ladies, from what I hear. <laughs> I think you should fact check that. Nope, nope. I'm just going to assume that's true. So let's bring it back to the three C's. Connecting, right. <laughs> calming, and collaborating. That's what we were talking about. Yes, although penguins yeah. are a nice detour. Let's bring it back. Okay. So connecting, calming, and collaborating are something that we can teach children. And it's also really valuable when we learn it, when we internalize that information, and then we practice it on a daily basis. So your tip for this week is to start to recognize in yourself, maybe even in others, when you are in need of connection, when you want someone to feel where you're coming from, when you're in need of being calm. Have the liberty, have the ability to say, you know what, I need to take a little break. I need to go for a walk. I need to help myself um, feel settled. Let's come back. Let's collaborate once I'm ready. Your final tip is to start to develop a common language uh, with those around you in regards to problem solving. You know, so tonight we talked about how between Linz and I, we say we actually use the three C's as they are with the connect, calm, collaborate. Um, You know, we also use phrases like, my glitter needs to settle. Also things like my brain feels mixed up. And if you want to learn more about that glitter brain frame analogy, it's a great visual for understanding what it's like when you feel dysregulated or limbic. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes that goes to a video we created. And I'll also leave a link to the glitter brain frame itself that you can get off our website. Thank you so much for joining us today in this episode of the Positive Choices Podcast. Mm -hmm. And a thank you to Thomas for sharing your perspective. Oh, heck yeah. And if you would like to rate and review our show, we would greatly appreciate it. You can also reach out to us at info at positivechoices.com via email, or you can send us a message at our Instagram at Positive Choices. Hope you have a wonderful week and we will talk with you soon. Bye-bye.